Let's jam with Rav Shlomo's guitar today. It's Rashima's from last night. Ashba from the last night's share in Hebrew. Oh, it was a Parsha Hebrew share. You went? Yeah. No, I had to go to Bnei Akiva. It was a CM of Shona. I don't know why it's finished already, but it's a six-month program, it seems. So we had a CM of Shona. It was very nice because I have to see these young guys and the, the program people. They've grown up. Look, here's the Debre Torah from last night. Darko Shah Manhig Emes. Ish Kodesh, wow. Yeah, he's learning in the Ish Kodesh. The fire, holy fire from. PSS now. An Ish Kodesh from Rav Moshe. Ah, Hegevald. Oh, Hashem, Pashaski Sisa, a lot of lots going on, a lot of Tshuva, a lot of Voda. And we're learning about the Sadiq Emes. We're learning about B'nai Aliyah today, actually, more specifically. Yeah, B'nai. Leah, B'nai Dash Leah.com. We're B'nai Elias, right? <laughs> Halavai, we're heading into Beninim, hopefully, in that derech. Let's be realistic. But um, okay. it's good to know. Fine, like, that's one of the important things short. when you learn Chesidus, that you, you always have to be ho- a Chochemor to know your place, as the Pirkava says. That was like a thing. Like, you're a chacham. No, but we have to be a real chacham. chacham here, everyone. What's a chacham? I mean, he learns from everyone, but there's also the idea of knowing your place. So you have a level, you know, so you have your drives, you have where your wife knows you're holding instead yeah. of imagining you're some angel. I remember like I used to, when I first married, I've got so many stories. I actually wrote a book about it. It's called Happy Husband Wifey or something silly. And I didn't even put it online. There's just lots of stories of my batchuvenness, like when we first, you know, the years of marriage with little kids and all like the crazy stuff I used to do. Like, and one of them was like, if 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 she didn't allow me to go do something like Ruchnias, you'd be trying to tell me I'm like, goy. Well, that was like a lie in the house and she'd make fun of it. You know, I'm <laughs> turning into a goy am I now? You know, obviously that was nonsense. By the time you, you know. got married, were you already full-fledged? Oh, of course, yeah. You were like observant or are you still in the... No, completely. Or you were past the Balchuva stage? No, no, no. Freaky Balchuva. It was a miracle really? my wife married me. Yeah. She would probably was still th- imagining I was still like this gorgeous 18-year-old. 18-year-old with a big neshama. But I was like not that anymore. I wasn't either. <laughs> That's just crazy. No, just I'm sure I had a good, a good element so that she wouldn't have married me. You were you were learning in, learning in a in a kolo in Arzehabir when we first got married. I lived in Arzehabir. Yeah, I lived there as well. Oh I yeah. I lived there twice. I, I lived in Machal for the beginning of marriage, and then I lived in uh, Gamu for another five six years. The, just before I moved back to Frat. I know I call it back because I never lived there before. But for oh. some reason it keeps coming out that way. Maybe I must have been here in a previous Gilgal, you know. Like with David yeah. Melech when he used to walk these fields or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe when they were walking to, to bury uh, uh, Rachel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be. You never know with the Gilgun Neshamas where you've been. So sometimes it's interesting how people like feel like they've been somewhere. There's a very intense, uh, what's the word when you have that overwhelming oh. feeling? Not nostalgia. Uh, it's deep deja vu. Deja vu, yeah. Like this overwhelming feeling. I've done this before. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a feeling that a bunch of my kids are Gilgun Shamans. It comes out every so on, like in an obvious sense. And 
attributes, especially my oldest daughter. Well, we're all Gilgas. Yeah, but it's, it's hard to see, like, glimpse into right. it. Sometimes it's just so obvious that they're just from older souls. I think my wife as well. She's also very old and Shama. Very, very strong and deep, like, doesn't fit the generation, like, the general right. flow of things. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I'm from some... some Oh, not well, not here. Maybe. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be such a have such a feeling. I mean, it's it's a blessing because who wants to be part of this world? Yeah, you know the way it is. It says Most of it's bad, so it's it's good to feel not totally connected to it. But um, right. the only problem is like you have to function. Yeah, um, right. and it's that's the challenge. Um, Another reason for designation of Benayalia. Says the Tanya in Perak 10 and uh, chapter Siri. I like to mix it up because of their avoda, even their divine service and the doing of good, so this is the most important part. They, they forget about all these like uh, different levels. I remember one Sadiq once said to me, with real Sadiqim, I don't know if he was a Sadiq, but a Khosha person, Meshurim, he used to tell me, when we used to learn the Kutumaran years and years ago, talking about in the 90s, he said to me, that you need to get rid of this whole Madrega concept, like levels. In the end of the day, it's it's about serving Hashem. It's about Vodas Hashem, and that equalizes everyone, you know? Right. Like there's this concept, you know, right now going around the world, half the million dollars, Bench Pro is clarifying it very well. There's an idea of um, equality, and then there's the idea of um, having a merit. Yeah, right, right now the world's lost the plot on these concepts. Yeah, they want equality of outcomes, which makes no sense. Yeah, it has to be based on merit. Yeah, right. But in the, in the ultimate sense, in terms of panemius and Yiddishkeit, there's an equality that we're all here to serve a ship. Now the bnei Aliyah are ones who have such a high level. Of, and once again, I keep using that word level. He doesn't actually, he, the translation uses it, but he actually doesn't use Madrega. He used Sorek Gavur Mala Mamala Adrom Kolamala. So if you translate it literally, like in a different way, that you'd say he needs to go higher and higher until the highest call of high, highest of the highest. Yeah, the loftiest heights. So it's like it's almost like a. Kalibach Nigan, yeah. Higher and higher and higher. And Bukach. Yeah, it's a powerful song. A powerful yeah. a powerful avoda of Anabakach. Anabakach really is Seamus Akadish, it's Mem based Seamus Akadish. Right. It's a Mem based Osius. It's it's a whole deep feeler of, of Seamus, of using different names of Hashem to get higher and higher, to go through the Sphiris Alionim. How uh, did how amazing was that Torah we learned on uh, Monday? The Torah mistakes. Oh yeah, Rabbi Shlomo's Torah was important, and it was a good, it was a good akdama to to what we're going to learn vital, which is Torah of Mashiach, which yeah. I think that's what Tanya is, and that's why the Moshe Wolfson, for example, Shlita, he pushed the generation bef- as his last like thing I heard from him. The far- last push for the generation was that everyone should be learning Sefer Tanya. That was, that was his more than Chovas Avovas. More than any other Musa Sefer, Musa Yisharim, more than any other Chassidish Shasvarim, Nativ Shalom, Unfortunately, it was like, that was like, yeah. for some reason, it's like every, every Rebbe and like a Lifa yeshiva felt like 
the answer to like every teenage boy's problem is like learn a sea like Yashar. Well, if you learn to properly, maybe. Because if you hear like 11th grader. Like Ravalovsky, you ever listen to Ravalovsky's show, a sea like Yashar? Rabbi. Ravalovsky. So he was influenced a lot by Moshe Shapiro. So he had, yeah. he had a panemius rabbi. I mean, he makes a joke about himself that, you know, he was just like the Badkhan over there, yeah? Like compared to this Rabbi other time. Yeah, David Olofsky. But he, he's someone who I, you know, first, first year I ever heard of from him. So when I, he between him and Rabbi, Rabbi Tatz, yeah, he's very, he's very funny. But the, the, if you get to his more panemius in his shirim, um, and one of them was a whole series of Mislite Sharm, which I actually right. s- heard some of it in person, that the, the Nakuda of Mislite Sharm learned properly is helpful for teenagers. Sure. Just the problem is they, 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 they have Krum Hashkafas anyway, some of these Magan you're referring to from your youth, yeah. and they didn't straighten them out through like a big rub like with Moshe Shapiro or anybody. Right. And also so they... The Sharm is a very, very... It's, very it's Kabbalah, it's Panemius. The Ram Khal was like the highest of the high. Like two 17-year-olds and a The Ram Khal was one of these Nishamas Mustama. He was on a completely highest of the high. He, he had no yeshus. There's so many stories about him that he gave up everything for the sake of Avodah Hashem. Everything. I also disagree. He gave up his Svarim. He, he was Machaini now. He Machaim that. They wanted to burn all his books. Way too deep for a teenager. Like, oh, that's, unless they're that's, already holding. That could be, yeah. Like, I remember learning it. It was, like, so dry because it was being learned from, like, a literature point of view. I was like, yeah. this sucks. Well, Imagine, the, like, learning a tiny, learning, the, like... A real Levak... Well, the beginning could be depressing. If you meet a real Levak who is a real Talmud of the Vilna Gaon, so the Morgenstern is the way he understands the Vilna Gaon, which is Derek Kabbalah, yeah? Because the Vilna Gaon was a Kabbalist. If you right. would understand and right, how true. much the Vilna Gaon mashed the Masilah Yisharim, he said he would walk in... In, by, but from Vilna to wherever the Ramchal was in Lozotto or wherever in right. Amsterdam he would walk all the way there but on bare feet just to go learn from him like that's how much right. he understood the Misalit Shaim had opened up worlds of Torah and that yeah. doesn't just mean the Sefer Misalit Shaim there's other Svarim as well the Ramchal put out Derek Hashem we know is right. a bit more of the easy universal Sefer for us but there's other Svarim there's Das Tavuna and, and Knowing Heart and yeah. this beautiful song. I had a chavusa once with a big like after big Mashiach rabbi. comes, we're going to have to do a major ticken and all these are. for the Ramchal Svarim. No, there definitely needs to be a ticken because there was the biggest nagdus at his time. But thank God there no, was big gedolim understood its chashivas. I think that... And there needs to be a fix of the wrong way of learning it. Sure. Right, meaning a ticken and that like when for I, some reason... I learned it many times and one of them was with Rav Desla. Elio Desla's parish was yeah. awesome. I learned that when I first married, actually, you, know, you asked me when I first learned, and when I was married in Arze Bira, one of the first farm we learned was the Messiah Sharm with the parish of Rev Desla. What did you learn? The Kamarna Shul? Uh, it was Arze Bira Shul, the, like the old Arze. Oh, okay. It was in a column there. It used to be Rev Shokovitsky's column, and became a different right. column. But anyway, so I was I learning. I live on top of the Makola. Oh, yeah, it's next door, Mamish. So then. Um, I dabbed in the Kamarna River Shul. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. Yeah. yeah I never really connected there. And I don't even know if I dove in there once. I dove in there with Yaakov Hillel Shul a lot. He's right next door. He lived there also. Right, yeah, he's a big Makubu. I used to speak to him a little bit. He's close to my family. But, I um, once on Purim. My wife's, uh, wife's step family. I didn't meet him on Purim. I barged into his house on Purim one time. I was mouse. Yeah. When I used to, on Purim, I used to get so shicker. Yeah. And then I would run. I probably saw you around there somehow or another. Right. Well, I was always in that area for some reason. But anyway, I, um, my way I lived there for years. 
They're building a beautiful shul for Rabbi Yaakov Hillel, like a whole building. It's a brand new dumpy building that was broken and smashed. They've like redone the whole thing. Wow. It's, it's, it's going to lift up the whole area because it was a real eyesore there. Now it's like the eyesore's gone. It's turning into this huge, beautiful building of a shul and everything. Anyway, just to get to the Nakuda yeah. of these high Nishamas, so he's a big Nishama, also Rabbi Yaakov Hillel. He's a Makubu, from, originally from India, would you believe it? Um, but um, the point is that. He was born in India? I think so. Um, but uh, I mean, he's got Doris already of, of Tamachachom coming out from him now. But the point is that they have these high, huge neshamas, like whatever that means. But the, 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 it's not about the, the size of the person. Once again, we get out of the levels. That's what I'm trying to right. remove. It's about that they're totally for Hashem. Yeah. And it's the highest of high kind of a voter. It's very yeah. refined. <laughs> The divine service is not just to be davik to Hashem, le ravus someone nafsham hasamal Hashem. They themselves to God by serving through Torah mitzvahs as to quench the first of the soul, which first for Hashem. Now this is a lot of balit tshuva action, like to give praise to balit tshuva. They they come through the door of, often because they're just <laughs> incredibly thirsty for Hashem, for yeah. anything ruchnius and true, because they've just been around, they've been submersed in the secular shekel world, and the world's got worse. So. Can imagine the thirst of the new ballot now they come out of wokeism or wherever they some woke college or whatever and they must be like like half dead for just any any sign of ms you know like chabad shliach in their campus is like the they're like moshe rabbeinu for them you know like or any right. any rabbi any kid rabbi anybody out there because it's such shaka what they're exposed to like at least when i you know when i was a kid there was still some like values amongst the nations and the general Saw of a university, there was still some sort of, you know, place for discussion. Now it's like you have an opinion about Israel. You're like you're a Russia, yeah, mm-hmm. and you know whatever. So like it's it's so broken the world that a soul must come out with such an intense thirst. But remember that that, that whole thing, like so with Daniel Katz. I'm just bringing him up just to Ellis. He talks a lot, and people are into it. The idea of the Vakers and the Vakers. Hear him again and again. So, you know, elevation, I, I respect it, but there's a level beyond that. And that's the Rav Shmuel Diamond, I don't call him rabbi, but he, he has become a shtickle rabbi, quotes from Manus Friedman and makes a chilek, and I'm saying this to Ellis, I'm not putting down anyone else's path, it's, it's very helpful for people, I'm sure. But Rav Diamond uh, is bringing from Tao of uh, Manus Friedman, who was a huge student of the Rebbe, and all the other shlichim of the Rebbe as well, and we're learning Tanya, so this, there's a Nakuda higher that we're trying to get to than just Devekas. You understand? Mm-hmm. Even though Devekas is a huge, huge, huge Matara and we should have we should all be connected to Devekas, but there's a level beyond that, and we're going to see now. As is written, he explains the, the prophet, the Navi, all of our first Yvgana should go to the waters of Torah, let them engage a Torah which is likened to water. The first two ones of the verse refers to those who are first for godliness. Yeah? We still haven't got to the chilek yet. He's going to explain it. Yeah? Remember, the Balatani is the highest. He's talking about the B'nai Ali right now. They're beyond this level of, of divine service, of just first right. for Hashem. The Batshuva thirst is amazing, but there's a level above that. The Devekas elevation course is great, but there's a level beyond that. And that this is where we're, I mean, I'm not saying I'm anywhere near it. Either, any, either of them, Halavai should be holding by anything. <laughs> but let's just see, like, what the Balatani says. Ela, kudu peshev b'tikunim, 
as Ezu Chassid, rather the surface as Tunisar says explains that which Sages said, Mishasid im Kono im Kav delay. Explains as I say who is pious, who's a Chassid, a real Chassid. They used to call the Vilna Gon, I'm named after him, and so are you, probably, right. if you trace it back. Avelio a Chassid. Yeah? Had the same name as the Vilna Gon, Eliyahu yeah. Ben Shlomo. Oh, perfect. So you, you mumish Evan Shlomer. So I'm learning with yeah. someone who has a name of. Uh, his safer was Evan yeah. Schleimer. That was one of the first Torah I learned in in Osamech. And there was one Torah that stood out for me forever. That you're going to have all these Midas. So you're going to come, and these Midas are involved, uh, some of them could be weeds, surrounded by weeds. You've got to be planting a garden, and you've got to clean out the weeds. What are the me- weeds? Yeah. The bad Midas. And he says, if you keep pouring the, to- the, the water of the Torah, we are thirsty for it. But you keep pouring this this holy Torah, which is connected Mayim, which we're talking about, this thirst, we're, we're nourishing our garden. The only problem is we're growing all the weeds at the same time. So some of these Batshuvas, they like become very knowledgeable in Torah, including, I think I had time periods like this myself, but you've grown a monster as well within the garden. I say it to my son a lot, who's very into learning. Right. This is very important. Like Kalakavod, you just Messiah and say the Moed, you know, and now he's on to say this Noshim. But you have to work on the Midas. That, for me, is more choshev. You have to make sure you're growing with this Torah, good Midas. It's like, it's, it's more important in a way. Like the Bivisal Salanta would say, it's easier to learn Shas than to fix one meter. And I've seen that in my own life, because I've learned, thank God, I've gone through Daf Yomim, a bunch of cycles. So what does it mean, though, if you've grown a monster inside of you, you've got anger still, you've got all this like, right. like negative traits. I'm not talking about being a normal hum- human being, having normal things. I'm talking about where actual meters have not been uprooted that are actually damaging to your family, the to yourself. Yeah, the from Yitzhara, exactly. And, um, you know, that, 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 that Indian turned me off of you. described for... Yeah. For years. So these guys aren't, yeah. they're nothing to do with this, those guys you're talking about who became, did that. I, I became not religious. Yeah. It was because of those, those people. Yeah, there. and those people had nothing to do with this. Because one, Hashem. they're not even Dovic to Hashem, because you heard they were dry. And when they gave up the Torah, it was dry. I mean, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't on fire for Hashem. It didn't have the first, the Vakas that we need. People like Rudinel Katz, all this. There's another guy, Dovic Cohen, all these guys. We teach more like, know. you know, meditation and panemius, yeah, in that way. Isn't that crazy? We, I mean, I should really go tell him one time. I was yeah. like, when I was in high school, maybe yeah. first or post high school, I was like, a, I, was a, I was a nutty kid in high school. I was thrown at yeshiva, I was smoking at Shabbos. It was like, and then when I was in 12th grade, I decided to become super religious. I grew mm. like peyotes. Mm. Anyways, when I was in 12th grade or first year, yeah. I went to a yeshiva here. Like a more brisker style yeshiva. Wow. We went on Hanukkah, me and my friend. We were just we were, we came for Hanukkah. We were like burnt out, and we because I was like learning like fourteen hours a day. I don't know, it was wow. some crazy number. And and I was, I was like wasn't going. I was just learning all day till like wow. two a.m. Anyways, I went to him with my friend to just like get a bracha, get some chizik, right? And he ripped us. Like mamish, we walked in, and he just tore into us for like a good. I think you told me this, my son. 15 huh? minutes. And then like 15 minutes in, my friend's a Yasim. Uh, yeah. And he was like, your last name is whatever? He's like, yeah. He's like, are you related to this guy? He's like, yeah, that's my brother. Wow. He's a brother into the yeshiva. And like within, and then we saw, and then like you could see in his face, like he paused, he felt so stupid. Yeah. And he started making connections in his head, like how many, you know, losa says that he just like, 
you know, through Anastavaram or whatever. Through like also, he was just like they're yeah. so mocked on like, you know, no, a, real, a real briska is it's the ones I met like Reb Jermaine. This guy's a Russian shiva. He's like yeah, one Rev, of the big Russian shivas. I remember Shai Jermaine. That's how he used to teach in Kesha and Osamea. So he was one of the rebbeim I connected with. And his friends, like Rapitim, who was Meshkich of Anosameh, used to say, and Derek, used to say that he's Machmi and Avis Hashem. I mean, Avis Hashem. Right. His Humrah, he understood from Bris the most important thing you need to be Machmi with is Avis Hashem. Uh. And his, his attributes, his Midah, his ability to connect to every kind of Jew, the most right. cracked out guy who would like smoke in his house on Shabbos, like crazy stories. Right. That I watched in one of the few years I had the merit to be be around him. We used to go from Shabbos to go to Purim. I had the merit. I knew that he was one of these Sadiqim this time and I had to be around him. Right. And uh, Maybe, it, was, yeah. it was just funny because his, his, his very close friends of Pitten was like, my goal is to make sure you'd want to be a kind of Jew that would want to come to learn in the base of Midrash. Right, because yeah, he saw with me that I was a bit like, you know, I was different. Like I, I wasn't allowing the litvish, yeshivish, hashkafa to right. be my only way. So he was worried I was going to just become one of these like hippie guys, you know, playing the guitar, or whatever, right. and not really learn. But I, I, I said to him, I, I said, to, I said to him, I have to do it like in a real. I don't know if I ever really got the conversation out to him, back to him, but my point was it wasn't going to be like the way the yeshivish world was pushing me. It had to come through process. It right. wasn't, because they like force you to learn Gemara and get yeah. back into the base Midrash, that's the only place. My, I needed to sit with Rebera Wine Shirim in my room, lead, reading a history book and playing the guitar and figuring myself out before I could just fly in learning, you know? Yeah. I, they pushed a lot of guys to fly in learning and those guys aren't from anymore. Like, the good part is that sense. that guy so quickly, yeah. like I went from zero to 60, and then I remember after that meeting, I went back down. Yeah. And my mom is like, from yeah. there on, it was it, just It's downhill. bitter taste, man. And within a few months, I cut my pace off and I just mm. went back to like, you know. It's, it's so <laughs> important that you, one, daven, that you meet the right shlichim. Right. And two, you don't judge the Torah by the Jews. There's so many screwed up people out the there. The part is that because he did that, he turned me off and I had to go seeking. Oh, so then it, the it was the shrewest of Yeah. You don't look at Gila, go through that. Took but me, it took you to a better place it took in me a way. 10 years after that to really find yeah, but that's that's not they, that guy has a you know Hashem Shemayin we should never do that to anyone right. like I've had my moments where I've been so maybe good. said stuff that not maybe I probably did say stuff to guys that maybe I shouldn't have like if I felt a guy was a bit like gay in his actions right. and the way he was acting I would call him out uh, and maybe I shouldn't maybe I had one too many lachans when I did that and they didn't appreciate it um, right. but <laughs> my wife my wife rebuked me afterwards when she heard I did that but I was like, no, like, be real. You've got, you've got a very gay tendency. Like, you're right. shopping, you're like, hands like this the whole time, you talk in a funny voice. Like, let's not pretend. Like, let go, go talk to uh, someone about it. Like, my whole thing was don't pretend. Don't pretend you're not something. Like, if you have an, an inclination, go do it. Right, I hear you. Because it will, it will kick you in the tuchus later. Right. I mean, they, maybe not. Some people, like, sort of fluke it. They have certain tendencies, and then they still can, like, sort of maintain it or a lifestyle, maintain it. Right. You know, and, and that whole past disappears. They don't want to be mind about their past or Hilarious. certain tendencies. But my thing is, no, if you don't face that part, you can't be real about it. You had those inclinations. It's going to kick you in the tuchus at some point. That's so funny. So I was sometimes the unpopular Rebbe because I'd say the stuff that no one else would say. I imagine if you said that to someone, they wouldn't necessarily appreciate it. No. 
but I know why where it was coming from because I was I wanted these guys to be real. Yeah. But maybe in my immaturity, I, there was a, probably a better way I could have said it the way it would have macabre. Because if they're not macabre, then I haven't really done my job as a rabbi. But I was young, I was young. I, you know, I was having a look at I was very lucky with the guys. It was, you know, we used to get the guys together and drink a lot. And the yeshiva were against that. It was like, I was like a naughty rabbi. Yeah. I asked last night at B'nai Akiva, where's the booze? Yeah. They said there's no booze in any of the official events. No, I didn't ask one of the official people, I asked one of the boychum. Right. They said to me, we're having the, the, the party tomorrow night. I said, why didn't they invite me to that? I'd much rather come to that. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Huh? So what does this mean here? So, so yeah, we're uh, we're gonna, we haven't done the chilek yet. Yeah, it, this is a deep thing. That he who is benevolent, so a real chassid. We say we, we went off an Elio of chassid. The Vilna Gaon was a real chassid. The idea that he was chassid in Makoino, just like Avinu was chassid in his maker, im kav delay towards his creator, towards his nest, the source. This benevolence towards God's consists of what? He's uniting the Holy One with his Shechina so life is reached and felt even in the lowest worlds. You hear and understand the difference? Yeah. It's this tremendous rotsen to bring down the Shechina, the Shem Kachibochu, the Shechina Kadosha to all of Kaiswell. It's not right. about your thirst. Forget about you. Yeah? You're like Avram Vino in it. You, you, you want to do Chesed to the whole world, you want to bring Mashiach. It's just like the Rebbe, you know, Lubavitch Rebbe. Like he, he all the time would speak about Mashiach. So he, people didn't understand it, but the Nakura Panemius was that he had such a tremendous, I mean, not that we can know exactly where his heart was, but the concept of, we're learning here from the Tukunizar, that he is, who's the real Hasid? The one who is benevolent with his creator, with his Kono, the one who created him, but what? And another translation is um, this towards his Shorish, that he wants to bring down the the Shechina, the unification of the Shechina into this world, into right. the lowest worlds. So that means elevating everybody and everything. Right. Yeah. In a, in a certain way, maybe that's Daniel Katz's Nakura elevation seminar that he's not keeping it to himself. He's trying to elevate everyone around him. So that would be a, that would be a good a good hemshech. Yeah. If he's truly like bottled himself to real rots and Hashem and not just building his own following or whatever. So then he's able to elevate all the people around. If that's the goal, that everyone should be able to tune into this and yeah. elevate themselves, and that's a good thing. is a much higher level than just first thing for Hashem. And once again, we're not talking about levels. We're talking about like ideal states of Vodas of, of Hashem that we should all aspire for. We should aspire for the makers. We should also aspire to do chesed with our maker. That means that we should want the world to be a place for the Shrina Kadosha. Dera Tachtona. And this is another thing, this is all from the Zohar. But remember, the Zohar is a big key to getting us out of this goddess. We already just learned from Shimbaichai turning darkness into light. That's, that's a big tachlis of the Bnei Aliyah. The Rachim Lan Yaseh Begarme Benafshe Revichaya Nishmasaya. I think I said the words hopefully somewhat a little bit correct. As explained in the Ramana on Pasha's Tetzave, which is last week's Pasha, in the manner of a son who exerts himself to his father and his mother, he loves more than himself, more than his own nefesh work in the Shama. You understand that? You, I'm sure you've had that in moments in life where you've gone beyond your own levels, you know, your own right. spiritual 
and you've done something out, truly altruistic. You've had a moment like that. Right. Where you're not like worried about what people in the base major are saying, you're not worrying about your levels in Torah, you're not worried about any of it. You just did something that was beyond yourself. You know, it could be moving to to soul. Maybe that was from this higher level, yeah? Yeah. You really want to bring the Sheena to the world, it's not going to happen in New York for you to stay there anymore. You know, it's not easy to move from country to country. I'm sure you know it better than me. I never did it. When I did it, I had nothing. All I had was a guitar, a Walkman, and right. a few swarm. That was my move and so a few rag, rags of clothes. You moved, yeah, most of them I gave away anyway when I came here. So right. you, you, you were and the books as well. You, you and my guitar also got stolen. So I ended up yeah. with nothing almost, and a Walkman broke. So I ended up with nothing. By the time I was getting married, I literally like had a bag of stuff. Wow, really? Yeah, and, and some pitsy little bit of money. And I, I lived here with nothing. Yeah. So you and you came, you came with like a boat, you came <laughs> filled with stuff, yeah? Uh, no, we just came with suitcases. Suitcases, you didn't do one of those boat deliveries? We didn't do lifts, no, it was too late. We decided to move here like a few weeks before. So we you came. haven't got your like swarms or stuck in some Nished. storehouse somewhere? Everything is just, no, it's still in my house in New York. We, oh, so you still got it there? We, all right, yeah. one day you'll get that stuff here also. Yeah, we left a lot. <laughs> we left our whole world. You can still send it while you're here. No, no, we're, eventually we're going to figure out. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. There's nothing... Nothing that you need to have. Anymore. Like, now the only thing we want is, our, is, my, is my svar. Yes, and, I'm saying. And, yeah. and, my, and, our, and our pictures. Yeah, there we go. Cookbooks. Yeah. And Lego. Stuff my son has a massive Lego collection. Oh, my kids love Lego. And in Israel, Legos my are kids so are Lego. expensive. My kids, I bought all my Lego from London, slowly, slowly. I suitcase after suitcase every yeah. trip I went. I think my next, my, my mom next was like, trip. what did you take this time? And she'd like open up my bag and it'd be like a whole like area of my suitcase filled with Lego, my like Playmobil as well. Gonna, I think on my next trip, I'm just going to load up a suitcase with Lego. I bought all the Lego to a frat, but I left all my Playmobil in New Shalim. I've got so much Playmobil. Okay. So when I have, yeah, I know, as a Shem, I have lots of babies, grandchildren. I'm going to give them the Playmobil at first because it's bigger pieces and then get to the Lego later. Lego's more advanced. My youngest son will play Lego. Only my oldest son played. My, my, other, two kids, my other kids never played. Yeah, but well, there's also phones now. So it's big to sign. No, my, other kid, my younger kids are more like just... My, my oldest son was able to sit for hours and play. My youngest sons were never really interested. They wanted to like run around and play that's sports. Good. That's good. Every kid is different. It's true. But they, I, I hope that the new generation won't just grow up with these phones or whatever the cyborgs are planning, that we should oh. be able to give them real toys to play with, they should run yeah. around, they should get dirty, they shouldn't just yeah, grow yeah. up in their rooms looking at machines. That's not right And who is sacrificed for sake to redeem them? So you hear the mysterious nefesh, do you, I don't know if you relate to this with your parents, but like I had this deep need every so on to just go visit them and I'm not going to get much out of it. You know, it's not like they're, they're bankrolling me or like they're going to buy me like a you know, new outfit or anything. It's, even though there's sometimes that comes with the trip, a little bit of Sheffer, but the main Nakuda when I go back to England is because you just want to, you want to connect with your parents. It's a deep right. need to be connected with them. And you, it's beyond your nish, the levels of your Nishama. It's, right. it's something beyond, you just feel you need to be with your parents. And my son, I sense that with him in the army, this deep connection he has with my wife and our family that it's from this holy place. Like while he's in Canyonis, and thank God they're at the end part now. By, by the way, he phoned last night, and there was so much gunshots and things kicking off, like all around him the whole time he's on the phone. 
I mean, it's proper high-level action going on over there. Wow. And they're constantly finding, they just found like 10 kilometers of tunnels and they're busy with like crazy, like, like cleanup. It's, it's so much to do. He's hoping he's going to get a week off. Um, that's, that's what they're talking about. So that before they go to the next slab or whatever that is, and up north or whatever it is. But it's coming to an end, but they, they're really still finding out the whole I way. I feel like they're not, they didn't finish the job yet, though. No, it's not. It's That's a, why Biden shut his mouth, stick the ice cream in his mouth better than him speaking, because he's a schmuck and doesn't have nothing, any, anything good to say. I really hope as well as in cave to, to Biden. No, definitely should not, or any of his people. They're completely Trump's against help. our people, like in 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 the long term. They're nothing. See, Biden Mamish doesn't care. In the beginning, he was like. Yeah, it's a show. Politics. Like politics, and now he's already caving to the politics. Yeah, his left radical wing that's not even going to vote for him, probably. I don't know if he himself believes. I don't know if he himself yeah. believes the things he's saying. No, he's not there. I think he's a, he's not. Well, I think I think when they stuck something in his brain when when he was when he had his brain operation. He's controlled. Yeah, he's being controlled. So I don't think he's say, he's an entity. I think he's, I saw the news. They said it's going to be over Monday. Well, yeah, he's, he's talking not to eating an ice cream. Shut his mouth. And who sacrificed life for the sake to redeem them. You see, the, this is the right way of thinking. The complete, the serious nefesh. That's that's It's it's a high level of, of life. That's why suddenly these soldiers come to such high levels. Like they suddenly come to the levels that we're talking about here in Bnei Aliyah without even being Siddiquim. How do they get to these Madragas of Bnei Aliyah? Because they're, they're coming from the place of Yechida, of complete Messias Nefesh, which is the highest level of Nekudah of the soul. This is Nekudah of Mashiach, is Yechida. The only problem is, now when they come back into reality, do they have the Kalim to bring it down into Yiddishkeit, or does it turn into Gaiva? That's what the whole Shia we're learning from Shlomo. Yeah? We have to help them, when they come back into reality, to bring it into Torah and mitzvahs and, and, and to, to, to ground it in Panemius, this high level they reach. They shouldn't become Gaivedic like it did all the previous stories, you know, where they start to think that they did it. Yeah? They have to realize, no, Hashem gave you this special gift of Yechida, of this high level soul, at these moments, because He wants you to, to do this holy mission. Just remember that it's all Hashem, and therefore you have now Achrayas to, to honor Hashem who did that for you. And helped you survive those those tremendous battles and wars that they're going through, and we are all going through on some level, on a premium level as well. Hashem's giving us these gifts, so we have to understand it's the most nefesh constantly for Hashem. Right. The Indian, the Indian with it's the, a very pure source that this is talking about. But the Indian is is that I, I guess there's I no yesh. There's no I guess the Tanya doesn't mention this yet. Maybe he will, or maybe this is what yeah. is inherent within why we're even learning this is that. This is something that we need to strive for on our own day-to-day basis, right? No, this I mean, is Benalia. This is the highest level kind of no, Jesus, for sure, right? but I'm saying like this Indian but of But this like, is a Matara. We have uh, it as a goalpost. Kivra de Ashtadel, Basar, Avoy ve'ema de Rachemon, Yatir mi garmei benafshe ruche Yeah, this beautiful bazaar. This is beautiful. This is like... But, but the, and this is Umasar Garmi Lamisa. And the man of a son exerts himself for his father and mother. And he loves more than himself, more than his own nephew. And the same for a woman. She loves more than. I see it with my wife. I feel like she lives in this level. When she goes does the Magen Devar Adom, or the way she is with my kids, she's so beyond. It's this mother, like Rahmanas from my mother. It's like so beyond. It's interesting that he uses a son here and a parent. 
Yeah, because the sun. It's easy. It's love. To, you know, in a way, it's like my, the, the love I have for my kids also. It's very easy. Yeah. Everything is for them. I, I do everything for them. None of it makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, if, if I think something is, you know, there were times where like uh, we, there were things we were, we were paying for them that things were was, was insane. It was like yeah. beyond what I, you know what. what for the sake of their for, but it was like health. oh, if this yeah. therapist, if this school, if this yeah. thing will help them. But I do feel like I've been got a bit ripped off by a lot of that stuff, honestly. Like it's, I know you have to do it, but yeah. I like some of the stuff I paid for for my kids and uh, tutors and the, the special help. Is that like they they gone of him. Like they didn't they didn't really help my kids fully. Like they right. they just they just know how to make a panasa out of it. Right, for so sure. I, it was nice when I found the real shlichim, and the real shlichim right. generally didn't need much money. The real right. shlichim are just happy to do God's mission of helping the shamas, and right. those people are amazing, and they really help my kids. But Emma's. Right. And I have a ton of course to talk to those people. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I mean, sometimes it's just a search. Yeah, you have to like go the through The kid knows that we searched. That's yeah, it. Sometimes I can't even find the shliach. And, yeah. and uh, the shliach is, is myself. The shliach is the search. Well, the the oh, most God. important thing my kids have realized themselves, that after all the help that we've ever got them and all the different avoda, they're going to have to do the work themselves. The only yeah. one that can really help yourself is yourself. Ultimately, you need the tools from other people, and it's, it's a growing, it's a hinnah, it's a journey. But the ultimate avoda is now I have to do it myself. I've yeah, heard all the Torahs, sure. I've heard all the right advice, I've, di- I've gone to the shirim, I've gone to the mahankrim, I've gone to the therapist, whatever it is. But now I'm going to have to apply it. It's like, it's like one, one Yid said when he left Rasuma Zilberg as like his main rebbe, like he moved to Tolma, he said to me, he said, I've heard all the most gewaldic shmachatoris from the from the from the from Rav He said, My next stage of my life is applying it. As he said to me. Wow. I have watched the Sadiq doing the highest level of Vodashem, but now I have to do it myself. Right. That's gonna be the whole shtick. Like like you did say here, like can you bring this into your daily life? That's the right question to ask. Right. And there is something of this that we can bring into our daily life. We, we can't be in Timonis. We can't imagine that we're on these levels of B'nai Aliyah. Right. If we start thinking we're B'nai Aliyah, then we've missed the boat a little bit, you know, because, you know, we're not B'nai Aliyah. Let's just be honest. Like, maybe on a, on a, a, we have a moment of it, whether Ibo Neshama Sadiq comes, helps us become a shtickle B'nai Aliyah, and we're doing it suddenly for these higher reasons. But, like I say, with the soldiers, they have a moment of tremendous Aliyah with the war. They suddenly serving Hashem on a whole new level. Like my son, in the, in the war right now, he brought a Gemara with him. He's learning Gemara. And one of the boys, who's from a very like, left-wing house, brought him a Lekutim because he, he thinks someone gave it to him on the way. And he thought of, Bar- of my son, Baruch Hitzak, and gave him a Lekutim He has now a Lekutim He's learning Lekutim in Kanyunis, yeah, and Gemara. Wow. And Chitas, he's been learning the whole time because he had that Even the whole time. Even just carrying that safer on you. Was yeah, yeah, no, the extra weight. He doesn't have room. Right. He, he, it's real Cheshman every single thing. The, 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 he's already got five close. bullet bags, a machine gun. Yeah, right. it's hu- incredibly heavy. So just it's imagine just, to just having, you have, uh, whatever, 50, 60 pounds of, 70 pounds of weight on you. Yeah. And you decide to add in uh, a not like uh, other like comfort things. The Marana, the Hillam. Chitas. Chitas is heavy. They don't even need to learn. They can yeah. just have that safer, carrying around that extra weight, and that yeah. alone is like... Uh, One of my favorite pictures when he came his, back was his... To heal him, his to fill in his 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 uh, bag that he has with him wherever he goes, right. and and the is sitting on top while he's just emptying wow. all his machine gun bullets and uh-huh. everything else. That's like what's coming with him, you know. Yeah, like I'm Matzah Shabbos. My wife and I went out to eat. Yeah. We took we, we needed a night out. 
So we went to Yushalayim. That's nice. We went to Mamila, the parking yeah. lot. We parked on the ground. I've done this many times. And yeah. then we get into the we get into the elevator. Yeah. And these three Israelis, like it was like two or three Israeli men, yeah. two or three Israeli girlfriends. Yeah. Totally non-religious. Like yeah. he had a tattoo. She yeah. was dressed like you know. Yeah. Totally like a you know, whatever. Like like they, they look like party guys, yeah. you know, and you know he had like a tattoo on his neck, and then I look at him, and he's wearing titsis. Yeah, like no yarmulke. Like there yeah. was no. Yeah, it was just like oh, it's what's such going a, on. Such a I, I went like, to what? King David and some old guy who like never wore titsis. He said, "I'm wearing a lot. The last two months, I've been wearing titsis." This guy is wearing. Tzitzis. So I said, "No, where are they?" He said, I'm washing them right now. I said, well, you know, I wanted to tell him, we just get another pair. But I just, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to focus on the good of this dude. Like, I'll call, I just said, Kala Kavod. Look, he's washing his sisters even. I, I wanted to wow. only be positive with this dude. I was so inspired yeah. just seeing that. This guy was like bald-headed Israeli. Totally. Yes, sir. He was like a bald-headed, tattoo-wearing so he, he had to come up and tell us, I'm wearing sisters now, you know? His sisters were out. Were hanging yeah, this out. guy wasn't even, uh, wasn't actually was wearing like, that moment, like, but, He was like yeah. so proud of it, and I wanted to yeah. be like, he was proud of it that he I wasn't even wearing them. He was still like, proud he's of it. He's not wearing a yarmulke. He's yeah. like, Shomer Shabbos, this guy, probably. Like, yeah. he's just wearing stitches. Like, it was like, how are we not? At the, we're almost at, we're at the foothold of Mashiach, if this is what's happening, where it's like, people are wearing stitches just because they're just like wearing stitches. They have no reason. They're just like, they, they want to wear it, right? There's no reason. They're not like, it looks cool. It's not a style. They just put it on because they feel like they want to. It's very simple. Yeah, it's from a they deep place. They feel connected. It's from some, their neshamas are just like, you know, they might have some rational You know reason. how many soldiers I put my son's filling on and the spare yeah, pair where we've sent there now? Like, he, he, Mamish has endlessly been using his filling on endless souls who didn't grow up with any connection. Right. Like, they thought the Haredim were like the aliens. Yeah? Right. And they're putting on tefillin because they, their neshamas are alive. Right. So this, this level is awakened. It's a real kashering. That's what it's the, like. This, this pure part of the Yiddish and the Shama is, right. is alive right now. Right. And it's, it's alive in Am Yisrael. And that's Which, by the way, this is like kind of what, what, what is happening is that you read the Zohar again, is like, yeah. you know, Umasa Garme Lamisa yeah, sacrifice his life for sake to redeem He's prepared them. to die for yeah. that. My for son them. every day says, well, I'm prepared. He tells us in his own mouth, I'm prepared to die for the sake of Am Yisrael. He's right. not doing some debaker's course. He says, I'm prepared to die for Am Yisrael. For the sake of you, all right. of you, mommy, daddy, brothers, sisters should have security. I'm finding wow. those missiles. I'm killing Hamas. I'm literally stopping these people from throwing missiles at my own family right. and all the friends and the communities. And then they come back here and they're greeted like Melochim, like by the real people who understand them as Nevish, like Shlomo and people here understand them as Nevish. And then they feel, wow, now I'm really doing it for the real thing. Not because, because people are hopping what I'm doing. When he goes some places, they don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're in crazy. A, they just take it for granted what these guys are doing. But like you know, even my family, I'm like trying to talk to them about, you know, because they're hearing all the news, ceasefire, and, uh, and I'm like, you know, I just want them to just understand. My son is, is a hero. My, thank God, my dad got on the phone. He said to my son uh, when his last 48-hour visit from two of them from the whole time, he said to him, "Thank God, the right thing." He said, "You're a hero, and we 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 are very like in honor and in, in awe of you." As my grandson, he said the right words. You know, I was very happy that he did that because it would have been a problem if he hadn't. Um, thank God. 
So the idea of elevating the evil and converting it to good, that is the right. ascent of man. There's a deep concept. These guys, these guys are being are being what this we're, we're, get, we're, we're gonna now get into this concept of mad and man. You know what these ideas? Mayan Dukhvin and Mayan Mayan um, Nukvin. These are two concepts we're gonna we're gonna go on to explain the the idea of these Benalia are elevating everything, the elevation of Feminine waters and the elevation of masculine waters. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is deep concept. Um, time check. They elevate evil. We've got enough time to do this last part of the parak. Hashem, we'll start parak Chadisrei, eleventh parak. When is it? Oh wow, we've got thir- we're only th- Wednesday. We've got two more days, so we'll, we'll be able to enter into the next safe part of the safe, which is safe with Shaim. Let's end off with the safe of, B'nai, of the Siddiquim, the B'nai Aliyah. This is the concept the men have ascent. These B'nai Aliyah are ascent of man. They're elevating the man, Mayan Nukvin, and the descent of mud, which is Mayan Dukvin. Feminine waters, masculine waters. It's very Kabbalistic concepts. Um, it also enjoys employs Kabbalistic terms. Uh, which explain the Hasidus at length, because remember, Altarebbe has Swarim and Swarim, like Torah or Likuti Torah, yeah, there's my Marim. It's not just Tanya, yeah? Tanya mm. is, was the safer for us to be able to get Hadracha. But there's, there's, there's so much my Marim on, in Hasidus on these concepts. So, you know, we're just getting a very, like, uh, Kitzer view of these very deep concepts. Shneim Olem Bekana Echad. Both intelligent comprehension by refining and you've asked this many times. You keep talking about this Kalipas Noga. It's obviously a point which is what we're dwelling on in this parak because yeah. we're not talking about in this chapter the Glimul Tivas Timaeus. Nothing to do with that. These guys never do a virus. Yeah? They're not involved with the Torah of mistakes. They're not Torah mistake people. Maybe on a, in the inner level and subtle levels, these more tactics, you know, madragas of what, whatever they're fixing, but they're not definitely not involved with any arrivers or clippers to mess. They're a ticket, they're a voter, they're, they have to, as a human being, deal with clippers noga. As a man of sense, do by converting that animal soul to good. One elevates feminine waters. Yeah, we're trying to get that animal soul, which is, which is the uh, area of clippers noga, they're to good. They're turning it into, transforming it into tov through the Mayim Nukvim, through the feminine waters. But Nasim, and this is a key word here, Nasim Yechudim, they're affecting unions. This is very Baal Shem Tov, Kabbalistic. Supernal. Hasidus. Supernal. Yeah, they're, they're creating unions. Elyonim Lahoyred Mayim Dukvim, to draw down the Mayim Dukvim, yeah, right. these, these masculine waters. Remember, this is a unification. The yeah. Mayim Nukvim, feminine, meeting the masculine. Yeah, the, this is the panemius. This is what you have to understand with the whole the world's taken this concept of sex, yeah, yeah. and a man and woman and turned it into the most grub, physical, pure type of nothing. And that's why all their marriages are falling apart and it's, it's all a big yeah. mess. Because if it's not, I mean, not all of them, but a large amount, the ones that don't, it's a miracle. Yeah, because if you don't go into the panemius of it, the panemius of it is the point of it. The point of it is that there's this unification going on on a spiritual level and there's a responsibility to that spiritual experience and then it, uh, it gives you such a appreciation for for the whole experience and who your who your wife is i mean the the the, the Romanus Freeman's approach is you have to get out of the the experience in a certain way and just connect because it's what's in Hashem like on a higher level he has a whole thing called the secret i don't know if you've ever seen it 
There's a whole thing about how to really connect because it's, it's getting into these panemius levels without him saying that. He's saying it more simply according to our level. Like he's been on all kinds of famous American shows and explaining it. The, the real key to relationships is that once again, it's, it's getting out the ego, the, the, what you get out of it. It's going to this higher, it's not even a level, it's going to this truer reality of panemius, of connection, because it's Ratz and Hashem, because it's, right. it's an edel, gentle um, yichud, unification. You're making unifications in the higher to bring down Mayim Dukhrin, to send to the world. I once did a course of Manus Freeman. The, the son gave it to me for free. Nice. Yeah, Zama for some reason. When I was living in Beta, I wouldn't have been able to afford it back then. So he gave me a, and I joined on through Zoom or whatever it was, Skype. I don't know how long ago it was. And I joined on and uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing course. It was about these kind of subjects. Drawing the masculine water to, to send to the world. The idea is mashpir, makabul, the one who's mashpir and the one who's receiving. To truly receive, to truly mashpir for the sake of the makabul, not to, for the sake of your pleasures, for the sake of makabul. To give over the pleasure, for the pleasuring this other person for the sake of the makabul. So they become a, a true kibble of the, yeah. of the light, of the neshama. Shehem heim mimei chasodim. These masculine waters are the waters of kindness that flow into and are contained in each of the two four eight mitzvahs, which are all in the natures of kindness, of benevolence and masculine waters. This is the concept of drawing holiness from above downwards so the holiness can be clothed in and revealed within the lowest realms in our physical world. I'll explain elsewhere. Yeah, you see this, 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 these men of ascent, they're about bringing right. the Shekhinah, bringing down these Mayim masculine waters to meet the feminine waters, about making Yechudim, making unifications, elevating the world in the most deepest sense. That's the true shorish and, and understanding of the highest level Siddiqui. I'm going to get into levels. The, the, the truest level I'm going to get out the word of the level. The truest Matthias of the Sadiq, of Bnei Amelia, these, high, these uh, huge, huge souls. Here he says like a little, a little tidbit here. Yeah. He goes, this, uh, however, this leads to the question. The mitzvah observance causes masculine yeah. waters to be manifest on the earth. Why should this be unique to the complete Sadiq? Surely yeah. it applies to any person who observes the mitzvah. Yeah. Like it's a kasha, you know. Um, While it is true that any mitzvah produces this result, ah, makes a yichud, it is the complete tzaddik to whom it really matters, even if the ordinary person is aware of the spiritual result of his oh. mitzvah, that heavenly energies will manifest on the earth. It probably won't be overwhelmingly important to him, right? Oh. Sometimes we do the mitzvahs for the covet of ourselves. We do it because yeah. we feel guilty. We feel obligated. We want our business deals to work out. We want, we want to just uh, want to feel from, we want to feel good. Only the complete tzaddik who observes a mitzvah for no other reason than to manifest God in this world. Oh. Oh. Does the dynamic between the masculine and the feminine wars truly work in synergy? Oh, synergy, beautiful. Synergy. That's a good word. It was a movie from that, Synergy. Yeah, I don't know if that was such a highly good movie, but the point is I that... I don't remember what movie it's from. The Nakuda is that we are Zoha, we are meritorious by learning Sefer Tanya in this parak to touch on... A, a true revelation of what holiness a sadik, what a benali is, so that we can have that batara, we can have that goal. We can, you know, one of the points, when uh, the most important message I got from the Masila, you're very, Masila, you're a couple of fools off from it. Some, 
Masilla, he said about Veloski once made a joke. He's good at bringing humor and brings it right. very important. He says, you know, the whole reason of the yarmulke is just so you can scratch your head and not need to wash your hands. Right. <laughs> it's like these kind of like comments. But anyway, the point back to uh, the, the Tanya before we go to Perak 11, chapter 11, and get into the Rishon, we have to have this Matara. And Musa and Chasidis is to give us the high flag post, the goals of what we should aim for. Right. We should want to be like the Rebavitch Rebbe, like on the most, we want to be Makusha, how do you Makusha be like that, Sadiq? Right. We have, to, we have to try, without imitating, without fooling ourselves, in the most real sense, learn from their love for Hashem, their love for their, for their Creator, their Messias Nefesh for the Creator. They literally don't sleep and drink and do anything for themselves. Everything is about their Hashem, Shkina Kadosh, uniting the masculine and feminine waters through Torah Mitzvahs, bringing it. It's always, remember, that's important of all this panemius that it goes back into the Torah right. Mitzvahs. It doesn't just float around. It's not this like floaty, it's not this meditational experience. The most important point with the Rebbe was Ikihimaisa to go to Torah Mitzvahs. Always brought it into Torah Mitzvahs. It never just became this like floaty. Uh, right, he was very into just doing. Yeah, doing Torah Mitzvahs because he understood that's going to awaken that's the Neshama and that's going to connect them to him, or to the, the, not to him personally, but to, he would always, he, he didn't, when he spoke, he didn't really matter. It was about the Nossi of the generation, the Nitzos of Yaakovino in every generation. And who, for him, it wasn't him. Who was it? It was his Shver. His, fa- his father-in-law, that's who he... Yeah, he mamish like... He didn't reference himself, he referenced his father-in-law. Because he had true bittle. Have you ever done that? Abba, yeah, scream out in the dark. Abba. I've done that a few times. I did Svat. I did it by the coastal one time. I just went to the wall and just at the top of my lungs. All right. Have you noticed the word Russia? It's like... I forgot who I, maybe I think those are Joey I went with. Yeah. But the certain, like, the way the words are written, the certain expression of your voice. Yeah. Like, Russia. It's like a huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it, it almost huh. awakens, huh. Uh, it awakens like an exhale to the, have an experience. The most and beautiful the word thing is. Sadik is like a. Smooth. You, you feel yeah. like you're going up. Uh, it's true. There is just I mean, the, a deeper than just the translation. Just the tumunus of osseus we're learning in the Torah. Right. The tumunus osseus, the way the letters are formed and the sound. Right. The, and exactly. The sounds and have, the they have the, and the, the Torah guides us. Rab Joey that. knows a lot of this type of. Stuff. I think it's Rab Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We learned the different like expressions the, of the sounds. Benay Soska says the, the word Russia is the same same letters as Shah. It's creates creates a gate, a gate, a gateway for us. No, it's to help us. Become a gateway towards us right. getting closer to Hashem. That's all that's really the idea of the Russia force. And that's going to be the next chapter. The Russia force. It's going to help us get a gateway to, the, to Hashem to learn about it. To know, oh. what, to know what we aspire close. for and know what we should run away from. Right. All the soldiers. They're really doing this fighting. Continue it's wiping out all the evil. My son found last night the amount of bullets and action going on in the sound behind them like it's the war's full on it's not like don't believe in the news <laughs> it's full on they're fighting for us there's tunnels there's still there's so much to do so much to do and the brother should be to say I've done what I can now you have to do the rest like, there's so much to do it's not finished yet Was was on. Let's keep fighting.